Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I thought he did. If, if, if we're basing it on the fact that every call to Judah Mintz gets, yeah. If it's regular, then no. He jumped into guys every night, which that's nothing against him. That's his game. He does a good job with it. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Kevin Keats couldn't help himself there, taking a dig at one of his opponents last night who draws more fouls per minute than anybody in the ACC, and he's got to be up there in college basketball. In Judah Mintz, uh, NC State fans, are you salty this morning that DJ Horn was not at the free throw line shooting two free throws at the end of that game? Or if you're a State fan, are you just mad that they played zero defense, that it took them a whole half and eight made three-pointers to realize we got to guard this bell dude that's standing over there in the corner wide open. I mean, like that. It's even if state fans want to complain about the refs at the end bone of the loss to Syracuse, you have to also note that they gave up 55 points in the first half with some horrendous freaking defense. And this team had been playing this year. I thought. Some pretty good defense. I don't think the Keats teams always have played great defense. I think they've always been a good pressing team, right, to force turnovers. But I'm not sure in the half court they've always been great. I thought this group, Bone, has played some pretty good defense at times this year. But that first half, they got no one to blame for that one. You can't blame a zebra for that. So I'm kind of split. Like, I thought they should have got a call at the end. But can you really yell and scream about it when you had that kind of first half? And you lost in the same way you've lost a lot of games. Three of your last four losses by four points, three points, three points. Your win was the rally over Clemson. So you play these games that close. It might come down to a whistle at the end or whatever. They they made the adjustment in the second half. Bell did not score in the second half. Syracuse actually did not hit a three-pointer in the second half. They were 0 for 3 after going 9 for 14 in the first half. So they adjusted. But the problem was, Matt, because Bell stretched the floor so well in the first half, Mintz and Starling and Copeland, these guys that drive and attack the basket, it got freed up because they had to go focus on Bell in his corners, and it did a better job with that. But then second half, Copeland and Mintz combined for 28 total, and that ultimately was the difference. I think what would frustrate me about Bell's first half performance he wasn't like Trey Young or Steph Curry out there. He wasn't he wasn't pulling up from the logo where all of a sudden he's just firing up threes. They were all from the same corners. They were all almost the same three. He had one pump fake along the way, but they were all the same type of three. How do you not adjust when the dude's not moving from the corner or dribbling eight times he got you? Keats was mad because the scouting report. He he literally said in the presser, he says, I'm not sure Bell has dribbled all season. He says they know what he is. He's a shooter. And it was in the scouting report. And they still were shocked. Now, with that said, though, I thought it took a while for, for the adjustment to be made just to face guard him. 
Like, finally, after like seven or eight threes, there's Morcel face guarding them. Yeah. And it's like, why didn't we just do that? Let the other guys play four on four and face guard them. Why, couldn't they have done that after about four or five threes, maybe? So, anyway, it's a, t- it's a tough loss for state. Um, if you're a state fan, does this one tick you off? And, 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 what, and, and is it the defense ticks you off? Is it the refs? Is it something to do with Kevin Keats? I see uh, Smitty from the city saying he's not mad about the refs not calling it. He's mad about that was the shot they got out of the timeout. And uh, Keats was explaining that after the game also in the presser because I agree. Like, you ran him through that elevator screen or whatever it's called where the two guys are there and you kind of come through the middle. And they switched it. So he was not open. Keats said then he was supposed to throw the ball inside to Burns. They had about eight, nine seconds left, and he didn't. And he said, I can't really fault him because he's on fire. He has like 31 or 32 points. But, yes, that was not an ideal end-of-game sequence when you're coming out of a timeout mm-hmm. at all. To get a shot like that that's forced up and and you and you need the refs to give you a call. You could also make the case that if they won a couple more of these games, DJ Horn might be in contention for player of the year in the conference. You look at his last five weeks of ACC games, Mac, he's gone for – 27, 21, 24, 26, 25, 31, 27, 32. That dude has been unbelievable, especially once they got to ACC play. But they're not near the top of the conference. They've lost a lot of games. Probably won't get that recognition. But, man, these numbers right there scream ACC player of the year type guy right He's now. very good. He's been unbelievable. The two top ones to me should be uh, Davis and Salas. Those should be the two top ones to me. DJ Horn's a very good player, yep. and, and and you're right. I don't know. Would it look different if they won? I said earlier I was asking the basketball gods uh, after the fact, could you not have just let State win two of these five? They lost five ACC games by six points or less, three of them at home. That feels like the story of the State season, right? Like you're close in these games, and other than the Clemson game, most of those are going against you. If you had two wins in those five, you'd be 10-5 and five in conference. Then maybe Horn would start to get a little more hype because he really is amazing. He um, is. And he needs more consistent help. The other guy's bone don't feel consistent. Even Morcel, the veteran, had four points last night. Burns, hit or miss. And even if Burns is playing well offensively, he has some horrible moments defensively. That, that, that intentional foul... By Burns, it enabled Syracuse to have a five-point possession. Is also a thing that a, that a state fan should be pissed about too. Another guy in the mix, Eileen R.J. Davis, but another guy in the mix for that might be P.J. Hall, also from Clemson, who's put up some really, really great scoring numbers in conference play. And Filipowski, to me, Mac should be on that list, but he's just had too many. You know, he's had too many. He's had he's had great games. Then Filipowski has games. He you know he doesn't really show up for some of them in terms of player of the year caliber. So I think Phil Paskey is as good as those guys at times, but yeah. just not consistent enough. Uh, you got to give, uh, this texture says, shocking state fans crying about the referees. Oh, this guy read my mind. I was going to say that earlier. <laughs> but it's not like Tar Heel fans don't cry about referees. Never. How dare you? <laughs> how, dare, how dare you, sir? And state fans, if you think state fans cry about referees a lot, maybe it's because they're losing games more. You know what I mean? Well, they need more help from the refs because they're just not as good. I mean, so, that's, there what, you go. that's probably part of it. Like, Carolina fans, if they would lose as much as State, would probably cry. You know what I mean? If there's a disparity, you don't really cry when you win. So I think I don't want to think about that. That'd be a dark spot. <laughs> but, I, Bone, you and I have been in many bars with Carolina fans while they're playing. 
y'all can compete with the best of them when it comes to referee chatter. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if, especially when you're like in person. I, I I don't know if there's a fan base that complains more about referees in all sports. In I don't Carolina even know fans. if they're watching their players. I think some Carolina fans are just watching the refs on the big screen of bars. <laughs> we had a, we have a guy, a legendary listener, Chapel Hill Clarence, that. I, the the referee obsession was, was oh him all and True Blue stuff. sitting up there together at the bar watching yeah. the game. Ah, oh, God bless those two gentlemen. Um, all right, so Mac and Bone with you seven zero four five seven zero nine six ten. Thirteen year old Hayden has chimed in. Bone, he's got to get off to school here. Is he coming at me again here. He says it's annoying how state sucks okay. because we play them twice. We'd rather beat a good team twice than a bad one. This I'm telling you, this kid makes so much sense. Is to he me. a Carolina? I believe he is. Yes. Flounder loves this kid. I tell you what, Uncle smart, Flounder, smart child. Take him under your wing, Uncle Flounder. <laughs> no. This guy's got potential to be the next Flounder on the radio. You don't want to hating about Hayden, state. I encourage you, talk to a female as soon as possible today. Do not be like me. Oh, man. What else is going on here? Uh, James from Maiden says, isn't it possible to have one segment without saying anything negative about Duke? Who said something negative about Duke, Bo, man? Oh, my God. Does he think you did? I, I, all I You're said was... You're his Duke was, brother. You're part of the brotherhood with him. All I said was that Filipowski should be in the player of the year mix, but he's been too inconsistent, so he's not. That's I think I, that's fair. That's all I said. I, I, is that not the reality of the Filipowski season? Filipowski, at times, can be their team's best player, but he's not their best player game in, game out. And certainly right now, Jared McCain is Duke's best player. So I can't have Filipowski in the player of the year mix... If right now he's not Duke's best I think player. Yeah, I think that's fair, 100%. And so I don't I know, is that what James wrong. he's mad about? James has been uh, mad at me all week for Has he really? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Y'all got to get on the same page. Y'all got to. This is, this is, we're, we're, we're going to be in March soon. We got to no? focus on Miami tonight. We can't look ahead to Wake Forest either here, James. We got to worry about this Miami game tonight. Uh, the, Doug says, he's a state fan, says the refs had nothing to do with state losing last night. Poor defense in the first half had everything to do with it. That's on Keats. Hope and pray they get rid of him. Yeah, I'd kind of like to see a change, too, if this thing doesn't turn around. They're about out of time to turn it around. Um, this texture says, I always knew Mac was a Tar Heel hater. And here he goes unveiling himself again. He's a state butt smoocher. Flounder ought to kill him over those comments. Oh, my about, God. Well, that seems about extreme. Carolina fans <clears throat> complaining about the refs. Do you I mean, mean, everybody. Do you mean verbally kill me, or does he mean literally? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, every, everybody complains about the refs. There's, I mean, you That's see. That's what it I'm trying to say. In That's every what I'm fan trying base. to say. I don't mean to make a heels fans. And the thing is, if you got a guilty conscience, sir, maybe you're one of them. I'm not saying like <laughs> all of you are. I'm not saying a high percentage is. I'm just saying I've seen it. I've heard it. Um, now, How about we get an objective fan out there? Not Duke, not State, not Carolina. If you root for. Clemson, Virginia, okay, Wake. Okay. Who do you, when you experience other fans, who do you think whines about the referees the most? Because okay. right now, we're like, I'm Duke, he's Carolina, they're state, you're, well, actually, that's right. <laughs> Wait a minute now. I, objective fan that, Mac, what do you think about this whole situation? Are you objective here or not? I feel like I am, right? I don't try know. to root for no, all of them. No, I don't think um, so. Yes, if you're a fan of a team other than Duke, Carolina, and State, which one complains about the refs the most? 704-570-9610. It's a Mac and Bone Show experiment. We're going in the lab here, and we're going to see what the other fans say. Uh, Wake fan says, uh, hey, says, hey, Mac. How about giving us a little love? After all, we won our game last night. A little mm. shot there. A little shot there at the pack. Mm. Mm. Um, 
yes, you do deserve some love. And I got caught up in that whole referee thing. We were supposed to be talking about y'all sooner, sir. In fairness, you're correct. But I got caught up in that whole thing. Um, they are a special team at home. They really are. Unbeaten. I think it's 14-0 and 0 now, Bone. 14 or 15-0. and 0. And uh, they just, they shoot it better. Um, they spread the floor. They're so lethal offensively. I was shocked to see, Bone, I noticed it a few days ago, that they have got themselves into the top 30 defensively on defensive efficiency because they weren't playing like that early in the season. I really want Wake to make the tournament. I think they're a fun team to watch. I think their fans are great. They usually don't get involved in these back and forths. You know what I mean? They usually stay pretty chill, and I'd like to see them do it. I feel like they got work to do. A quad one win against Duke, though, would be huge. It's amazing to me how good offensively they are, and Monsanto's not really done much for them, right? He had three points last night, three against Virginia, six against Duke, none against State. I I know he's coming off the injury, but, Mac, if you would have told me that Wake – uh, is going to be right there near the tournament. They're going to be this efficient offensively, defensively. I would have thought Monsanto came back and really gave them a big boost, but he's really kind of just he's had two double-digit games, his first one and then Georgia Tech. But the fact that they're as good offensively as they are and balanced as they are, and Monsanto is really not heavily involved in that, you know, you wonder too, like, what's their ceiling if he figures it out in March, if he gets going even more? Like, he He's another guy that puts them on a whole nother level. So yeah. and surprising to me that he's not heavily involved as as we thought he was. And their A game, if they nail threes as a team, because they got a bunch of shooters, it's lethal. And Pitt found that out last night in that beatdown. So, Bone, the little experiment that you commissioned here, um, Carolina seems to be getting the most comments where people are saying they complain the most about the refs. Duke is second, and State's not even getting any mentions. Well, that's yes, just not they, even remotely yeah. correct. Then. <laughs> they're up there, man. A and Flounder are both shaking their heads. Because what was this uh, segment supposed to be about? I don't know. What was it? State <laughs> losing and the referee called the end also, of the game? Also, yeah. we're, we're yeah. talking about NC State, right? The group of fans that the week of games goes in complaining about how the fouls will be called against them when they play Duke and Carolina? <laughs> like, the, come on. They do the pre-complaint. They, they are pretty good pre-complainers, right? <laughs> I think State fans try to figure out during the game what they're going to complain about when it comes to that particular <laughs> ending of the game. I look, man. It wasn't the, the best call, but... You know, you've lost a lot of games late. It's sort of it's the story of your season, right? You're it close, is. but you're it just sucks. not there, man. It sucks. By the way, shout out to Syracuse. I got a couple Syracuse fans wanting to point out they beat State seven straight times. All right, so there you go. Get a little love for that. That was a nice road win. And Charlotte fans are checking in. Shout out to Charlotte. We'll talk about y'all more as the show goes on at Memphis tonight in a very intriguing game at 8 o'clock. Dukes at 7 against Miami. Yeah. And then Charlotte yeah. at Memphis at 8. Check out Apple, Spotify. We talked to Mark Adams yesterday, ESPN, who did the game on Sunday. He gave a preview of the Memphis game. Talked all things Charlotte. So Apple, Spotify, wherever your podcasts are found. Check it out. Mark Adams yesterday, ESPN. Talking Charlotte 49ers, their season, and the Memphis game. This segment is brought to you by the Positive Coaching Alliance. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. When we come back, maggots pee time. Willie P, Willie's World, joins the show. We're going to ask Willie who complains about the referees the most in his world on sports radio. 927 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. WFNZ Mac and Bone with you. It's gotten feisty on the text line. You throw out a question that is basically asking ACC fans to rip another group of their rivals on Tobacco Road for being whiny babies when it comes to the refs. And those fingers get a moving bone. Seriously, there is so much. I hope everybody pulled over the side of the road to do this. I hope it was safe because everybody had to throw someone under the bus um, and then you got the state fan bone that says state fans don't complain about the referees. Our complaints go much higher than that. Oh, that, no. that is the problem. Oh. So he's going like after the ACC, the NCAA, they're all the whole out to world. Gra- they're all out to get you. <laughs> I got a state fan complaining about a call from 1968. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, there, oh, is a poll. there is a poll up on WFNZ's Twitter page now, the Mac and Bone question of the day. If you uh, did not get to send in your vote there, we can take a look at that at the end. Uh, Bone is not happy with the results of the poll early on. Well, I, I my, my Duke fans may not have seen the poll yet. It was it was Duke was getting hammered in the poll, and I'm not sure that the the gap was that large. So hopefully it evens out a little bit. Send in your text as well at the WFNZ FanDuel text line 704-570-9610. Thanks to FanDuel look for sponsoring at, that text. Line. Look at this FanDuel text, Panther Bow. Indiana and Missouri fans are up there for complaining about the referees. Oh, no. Wow. And the timing of this text in that interesting bone, because the man that is coming on here, his wife is a Hoosier grad, and uh, Willie P was in Assembly Hall in Bloomington hanging out with her supporting the Hoosiers. And, of course, he's a Mizzou grad. Panther Bo, this, 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 you may get the uncultured swine, Panther Bo, because here he is. Willie P, big week for the P-Man as the voice of Charlotte FC. They got a huge uh, opening match against NYC FC on Saturday night. Um, And we got that and so much more to talk about. P-Man, what's going on? What's happening? So this is the note we're starting on, folks. Okay. I I just saw, I mean, it's a bad start. I should have said hello first. But it's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I apologize for that. But why, what's Panther Bo? Is he trying to get up in your kitchen or did he just, did that just happen? How'd that happen? Well, he's angry about what I said last week about Purdue. So he's he's still a little salty about it. Okay. Um, 
I, honestly, I, I will self own it. Missouri fans complain about the refs all the time. Like, there's literally at least one time a game where there'll be an extended 30 seconds of booing for the Zebras because uh, the next call that they get will be the first one. So I'm, I'm totally, I, I will oh, totally own that part. Ding, ding. <laughs> Willie, so you went to Assembly Hall the other day. That was your first trip there, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, and first time. How was the experience? And is it true that you, you do. Uh, I think Mac and I, uh, we do find the uh, the candy-striped Indiana pants to look rather ridiculous. Jim Selania he used, used to, to wear them. But now you you have a pair of those? Is that true? Oh, oh, that was one of the first things my wife got me. Like I think it was the first Christmas we were together. She got me a pair of candy-striped pants. <laughs> it was, and the only problem with them is I can't wear them like, out-out because they don't have any pockets. So like that's the only thing yeah, like, I have to wear. Stuff. That's the problem. No pockets on those bad boys. This has nothing to do with the way that uh, you be judged. Oh, I would I would I would have worn them on I would have worn them on Sunday if they had pockets. Do you? Well, they they, they, do you they have, have some that have pockets now, but they're like a new edition and they're like a hundred and you know some odd. Dollars. Do you have the snap off? Selenia used to have the snap off yeah. Indiana warm ups, and I was always afraid that things would unsnap and I'd see too much. Yeah. <laughs> they they snap they snap they snap from the top all the way to the bottom, Mac, and they and they and they're snazzy. I like them, he, I like uh, them a lot. Selenia told me one day, Bone, you you wish you had a cool pair of pants like these, didn't you? I'm like, yeah, really. <laughs> I, I wear I wear them around the house all the time. I'm a big fan. But but assembly hall was cool. It was great. Uh, the fans there are very knowledgeable. Uh, it, it's not like Carolina or Duke where they're like standing up and yelling on defense. It's a, lot, it's a much older crowd. I'm wondering if it was just the time of the year that I was there, but like. It's not a place where you feel like there's a lot of students there. It's a, it's a lot of, you know, very knowledgeable, uh, old-school Indiana fans, and they very much love their fundamentals. I mean, every every five minutes I'm hearing someone say, follow your shot, follow your shot, or, you know, play defense without fouling. It's like, it, it, it's incredible. Willie, will you tweet out a photo in your, your candy stripes so we can see how cool you look in those things? I may. I may. <laughs> Could you see him on his honeymoon bone? Uh, he's got those on. He walks into the boudoir and just snaps them off, man, like a guy getting ready to go into game. No, no I, didn't too think, far. I didn't think of that. Too far. Willie, that walks, too Willie, bad, Willie walks over to the uh, the kitchen area when he's going to be Chef Willie and snaps off the pants. <laughs> All right. I've always wanted a pair of those snap-off warm-ups to guys going into the game. They take them off. All right, anyway, uh, Willie P is with us. Let's get to other fair on the show. Willie, let's bring you in on what has become a big tech subject here. Uh, we were talking about State not getting a call late in the game last night. I had a minor problem with it, although I do think Horn did kind of try to initiate himself. And we were kind of talking. It got into fans on Tobacco Road that complain about the refs the most. And Bone said, hey, those of you out there that don't have a dog in, in, in this fight, like if you're not a Carolina Duke or State fan, which one do you think complains about refs the most? As an independent observer, like is there one you think complains about the refs more personally? Uh, if I had to, if I had to kind of graduate it and rank it, I would say state at the top, Duke number two, Carolina three, Wake four. Wow, wow Wake's definitely got to be wow, four. I feel wow. like those folks are very happy. Wow, but Carolina's wow. only is down only, there at the bottom. Have you been outside here since you've arrived in Charlotte? <laughs> I have. I very much have, dude. Bone, come on. Look, 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 look at your people, man. Okay, I, I, there's, there's, there's never been. There's, there's, let's not pretend that anytime you walk inside Cameron, it's five on eight. Okay, come on now. And yet mm. still oh, man, wow, <laughs> Carolina Willie with us on the uh, the WFNZ uh, FanDuel text line. Mac, Mac <laughs> is actually objective in this because Mac has been out at twenty viewing parties that involve both fan bases, and Mac told you right there. 
there's more Carolina fans See, that's in general. Part, but like, if you go out in public, you're they're, you're going to hear whining everywhere. That's part Carolina of it. fans are the more vocal ones they're, with the referees. There's so Carolina many Tar Heel fans. fans. I think that's part. Carolina fans don't complain about the refs. They're too busy trying to fire their coach. I thought I thought it was state trying to fire coaches. As a, you oh, care, that, 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 that's true. Okay, although true. Flounder, yeah, I feel like Flounder's trying to fire some Tar Heel coaches. Hey, Matt Brown. not a, hey, yeah, not, not on the <laughs> basketball <laughs> side. Did he tried to fire Hubert last year, didn't he? How's that oh, working? And look at him now. No, look not last now. year. The year before, believe it or not. The year before, the one that won the cha- middle of the season, the cha- yes, because we did a whole podcast after right. they went to the uh, title game. Okay, all right, P Man chiming in here, everybody. Uh, feel free to weigh in on P Man's answers. Myron says he's the smartest man at FNZ. Heat fan says Willie knows. Seven zero four five seven zero nine six ten. If you want to hit us up on uh, on the text line. All right, so P Man, big week this week. I'm very pumped up about Charlotte FC getting going. Um, what's your feeling? Like it's, I asked Ashley Westwood this yesterday. I'm kind of, I'm encouraged by the fact that they kept clean sheets, didn't give up one goal the whole time out there in California. Is this a sign that we can believe that under Dean Smith, they're going to be a lot more secure at the back, um, defensively? What do you think? Well, that's the one thing that they've been kind of preaching the entire time, and I'll get my first chance to watch them today a little bit. Uh, we'll see them today, tomorrow, and then uh, on Friday before uh, before they end up lacing it up for good on Saturday. But the thing that they have been preaching over the entire preseason is that they want to be tough to beat. They want to make sure that they limit the chances of the opposition because there were so many times a year ago where you got the 75th minute and it was just a fait accompli that the bad was going to happen. And yeah. so... You know, I understand that folks have concerns about the lack of additions, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. But the one thing that they have solidified is they've solidified their back line and their spine. And I do feel like it's something where they've made things a lot less complicated for the guys back there. I think they've put a, a renewed uh, emphasis on defending. And I also feel like there's a, also a renewed sense of just trying to figure out an organization that has some freedom. Like, that's the part of last year that I feel like there were too many concepts that were being thrown out there by Chris Montancio that almost kind of conflicted with each other. It's like, oh, we want possession. Oh, but we don't want zonal man marking. It was just so many different things that seemed almost kind of counterintuitive to each other. Whereas Dean Smith's got one philosophy. It's, you know, be organized, win the ball back, counter press, run the ball back in behind, and then go about and try and score. I mean, it's... It, he makes it very simplistic. I know it sounds simplistic when it comes to you know talking it out, but I think the one thing that we've seen over the course of this preseason is that there's just a much more pragmatic approach to the game that we just hadn't seen over the first couple of seasons with Charlotte FC. Willie, do you have a player or two on this roster you think could make a leap this year for some guys that are kind of under the radar to keep our eyes on? I, he's not under the radar because he's the only remaining DP, but I think he's prime for a breakout season, and that's Enzo Capetti. I feel like this style of play suits Enzo incredibly well. I think he's you're seeing a renewed attitude out of him. Uh, he's been a very vilified player in this fan base, and I think it's because of you know people have kind of reacted to the way his attitude was uh, when it came to complaining about the referees. Uh, ironic that we bring that up here, but uh, <laughs> and, and also kind of be going down a little bit too easy, and I think it's something that even Carol Svidersky had to deal with in his first season in the league as well. But I think you're seeing that, that he's taken to the new coaching staff. 
He really wants to be here, and they've really tried to shape their offense around him. And there have been a couple of goals that he scored in the preseason that I don't think he would have scored last year because he just didn't get that, that kind of service. And, and I understand that a lot of times it's come against you know questionable opposition, and sometimes there's teenagers on the field in the preseason on the opposition. But I do feel like Enzo is going to find himself in more dangerous spaces. And one of the things we do know about Enzo is that when he gets the ball in space, he very rarely makes a mistake on it. So I feel like this could be, you know, a 15-plus goal season for Enzo. I know that might sound, you know, a vaunted uh, thing to go after, but I do really feel like he is primed for a big, big season. All right, real quick, because I want to move on to, to some other things, but I just want just give me a real quick answer. Do you still think, because texters are texting about needing a winger, um, about deals for midfielders that seem to have fallen through, right? Seems like this Luciano Rodriguez thing I was getting all hyped up about with his highlights on YouTube might uh-huh. not be happening right now. Uh, do you still think they're adding some help up front? Oh, absolutely. I think okay. there is still going to be a player. There's still going to be a player. There was one player they were uh, they were linked to with Celtic a couple of days ago as well. So I mean, they're out there. And the, the, the real unfortunate thing about this, Mac, is that this it always takes two to tango. And uh, unfortunately, the Gronback thing didn't work out. Uh, looks like the Rodriguez thing is dead for now. It might come back in the summer. But I think the one thing that you've seen is you've seen intent. Uh, they want to spend money. They want to spend you know money that approaches a number five level transfer, like number five in the in the history of the league level transfer to try and get somebody in here to play right wing. They understand what they need to do right now. Uh, I think from where they sit right now, probably the right winger of, of the first game is probably going to be somebody like Yuri Tavares, who he's no slouch himself. Uh, when you think about the fact that he scored 12 goals for the MLS Next Pro team a year ago, I understand folks want to see the sexy new thing, but they did add a lot from a squad that won the Eastern Conference last year in MLS Next Pro. Joao Pedro's an MLS Next uh, Pro best 11 defender. Nikola Pekovic, somebody who literally should have been on the first team last year, but they didn't have enough space because they signed Camille Josviak and limited their U22 initiative signing. So uh, there are players to be excited about that are new to the first team that aren't necessarily new to the player pathway that I think you're going to see make a big impact, those three, including also maybe even some others who could come up here in the next couple of weeks. We're talking to Pilly, we're talking to Willie P. on the Body Works Plus guest hotline here on the Mac and Bones. Not, 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 not Pilly Wee. No, no not Pilly Wee. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's your Indiana uh, alter ego. Pilly Wee wears the uh, candy stripe pants. <laughs> Willie, uh, Mar from Gastonia is becoming a uh, viral sensation. An here. institution. For his two reviews. He's going to local food establishments. He's putting out reviews from the heart, the soul, honest reviews. Uh, he was at Ray's Smokehouse in Gastonia yesterday. He's all over TikTok. People are talking. Mark from Gastonia has finally found his niche. It's food reviews. Are you willing to go on one of these and add some insight for Mark on these videos? I, I don't know if I'm ready yet. I, I, I need to get him to build up a little bit more of a following. What's the I mean, problem here? I, I just... I just I just don't know if I uh, if I if I agree with a lot of the takes. Like you know, he he was eating that uh, that floppy uh, that floppy pizza baby uh, from the other day as well. I mean, he was and he was saying it was good. I mean, I I feel like I need a little bit more substance from Marky on these reviews. Is it because hey, he my, is it because he chewed pizza from one place and spit it back in the box? <laughs> <laughs> What's that an issue? My, might 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 be a little bit of an issue. I think I'm worried about the sanitary think, nature of of those. Of those I think issues. Willie's jealous, Bone, because Willie wishes this yeah. was his idea. Yeah. Willie is the culinary no, guy guys, at WFNZ. He wishes he came guys, up with this first. 
you guys don't want he well first of all they're doing a food review in your car is like literally it, it's it's almost jumped the shark as much as it's done right now. I mean, oh, time I'm telling you, doing you first. does this not sound like he's jealous of Marky? How about That's what yesterday? this sounds like Mark, to me. Mark reviewed chicken wings and then a burger back to back yesterday, and he, he did you the wings. Don't want you guys don't want culinary influencer P. No, this has to happen. Thing, he chewed okay? the chicken wings back and then went to the burger. He had to go. All right, got my burger. Uh-oh, I'm still chewing my wings. I respect that. pause the burger review because he was still chewing. I do, the I chi- do. The chicken. So, Willie. Ah, baby. Willie, who, um, who is winning the Uncultured Swine of the Week for you, my friend? It's got to be Rick Pitino because he gave Missouri a stray that I didn't think he necessarily needed to do because he said that his <laughs> time at St. John's is the worst time that he's ever been through professionally. I mean, you mean that time at Louisville when you allegedly ordered an escort for – players from recruiting that that wasn't worse oh, oh okay and then he said oh you, you can recruit slow players at missouri and be okay well you know what your players are pretty slow yourself there pal so don't even uh, don't even front you know <laughs> that's, that's what love, he was saying though i love that fact that he randomly picked out missouri i mean i'm telling you right now that is thank you sports gods it, it, thank it, you almost, for it that. almost went to it almost went to you mac it, it was very close to knocking off Patino, but he still gave me a little bit more rage over the weekend. Okay, good. Thank you, Ricky P. Appreciate that. All right, Willie. IP man, um, Saturday night, P and Jess on the air at 7. By the way, tickets still available. They're opening up the whole stadium for opening night like they always do. $15 um, can get you in there, and it is going to be off the hook, man. It's going to be awesome. P, have fun on Saturday, brother. You, you going to be there, Mac? No. I, it's, our soccer team plays like a late afternoon game, so it sucks. I don't think I can get over there, and I haven't missed the, the home opener yet. So I'm kind of See me, See me we have a chance to win. Wow. Oh, man. Is that where this was yeah. going? I thought you oh, genuinely Rick, wanted me there. Are you Rick Pitino? Uh, you know what? Guess get your swine ass out of here. You're, you're my swine of the week. Get him out of here. Seriously. That was weak. I thought he genuinely wanted me there. Then all of a sudden, he drops that hammer on me. Pete got one on me, though, didn't he? He said, get your swan ass out of here. <laughs> he got one on me, though. He duped me. That's that's kind of uh, embarrassing, Maggie. You let your guard down a little bit. I did. There. I did. I thought Pete was being a genuine, nice man that wanted me in the stadium, and now I realize he's like the rest of y'all that don't want me watching Let's your teams. Settle down. We're all... <laughs> We're all friends here, and this segment was sponsored by Compassion International. Have some compassion, Willie. Drought, war, and rising food prices have devastated families in poverty. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word RADIO. That's R-A-D-I-O to 97646. Uh, By the way, Bone, uh, this Brian Burns conversation we're getting ready to have, this thing has taken a turn. Joe Person has amazing information in The Athletic about the negotiations last year and what the Panthers are willing to offer. Does this change how we view this like back and forth? We got to talk. We'll tell you what it is. You had not seen it yet. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I apologize for nothing. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. 
all hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. WFNZ Mac and Bone with you. Cruising through the 7 o'clock hour. A lot of talk about ref complaining uh, in college basketballs. I feel like state fans didn't complain much today about the refs for all the accusations that they complained. They had a chance last night with DJ Horn. I feel like they're more mad at their own team's defense in the first half where their ability to not get a better shot at the end of the game. Uh, Are they getting numb also to Kevin Keats? Is that what's happening too? Oh, they should are they be. are they, they starting should. to realize that it's not necessarily anger about referees, whatever. It's just a numbness toward the result, especially when you have as many close loss results as they've had over you the last do. handful. You games. do, and as AC was saying, that's not a good look for Keats, right? When you can't get one good shot the last, like you like you said, last two and a half minutes of the game, you don't get one good look. Um, but let's talk about this Burns thing because Joe Person wrote a humdinger of an article, uh, a whiz bang article, Bone. At theathletic.com. That is the uh, voice of Mac, who is uh, hosting this show from 1949, apparently. <laughs> I always like that phrase, whiz bang. I always like that. But anyway, yes, it's kind of it's kind of old. All right, so let's get some of these details that Brian um, that Brian Burns has, that Joe Person has about the Brian Burns situation. We're into day two of the franchise tag period where you can put the tag on a player. So Joe has a little inside stuff here about the negotiations. So he says that when Burns ended a two-day hold-in before week one last year, the Athletic reported he was seeking a deal with an annual average value of about $30 million. That's not new, right? They reported that. He's saying they reported that last year. We've talked about it. But listen to this one here. I've necessarily heard this figure before. The Panthers were willing to go as high as five, uh, as five years at $27 million a year, according to a league source, Joe Person says. That would put him tied with Joey Bosa behind only Nick Bosa and TJ Watt. It would make him the co-third highest paid edge rusher in the NFL. Does that change the way? Because that was the neighborhood I was in. I was in 27, 28 million. I thought was fair. Does that change the way you look at Burns and the Panthers in this situation, Bone? Or yeah. or does it not really surprise you? That's how high they were willing to go in the past, or is that a re- like re- last like- year going into last year? And he and he wasn't accepting that, right? No, obviously, right. So five years, twenty-seven mil, and he thought he was higher than that. That felt like the middle ground of where we thought they may land, right? Because yeah. we talked about Burns. We we're trying to figure out where's the disconnect coming from. Burns wanted the thirty million. We didn't know exactly what the Panthers were offering. We thought it might be in that Max Crosby area of 23, 24, 25. So to see where that number is, Mac, that tells me the Panthers were willing to meet in the middle, go a little higher if Burns was willing to go a few million less per year and Burns wasn't accepting of that, was he? So if it looks like the Panthers budged a little bit, went a little higher, and Burns didn't want that. So here's my question. So that's not uh, yeah. He, Burns has a disappointing year, right? And he's tried to explain it and give reasons for it, fear of injury in a contract year and all that. I don't know if that any of that helps. But we get a new boss in, in, char- in charge in Dan Morgan. You have Tillis now working the cap instead of Suleiman. Hopefully it'll change the dynamic. But do you think, Bone, what would you do if you're Dan Morgan? 
Burns had a lesser year this year. Do you try to lower that number or do you say, you know what, in good faith, here's what we were willing to give you before the season last year. Even you've admitted, acknowledged your performance was down a little bit. Good faith, we're going to offer you the same number. Let's do this. Would you do that? Would you still stay at 27 or or do you drop lower? Uh, I, I certainly don't go higher. <laughs> you don't, I don't go to what Burns wanted, and I don't know how yeah. Burns can ask for that again. Based off the season he had, what he admitted, the contract played a part in maybe why his performance was there. The, I, the highest I would go would be what I offered last year. Ideally, if if I could get it a little lower and not offend him and, and cause a problem with that, I would try it. But I think 27 would be the max that I would go. I would not go higher than that. I think I'd like that move from Dan Morgan. Like, if he phrases it that way. You can also live off yeah. that money, too. I don't know if you know that You think not. you could? You think you could pay for your groceries so and stuff like that? ridiculous when we're talking about $30 million versus $27 million. To us, it's like, it doesn't, at some point, it all kind of equal the same amount here. It does reach a point where you're like, okay, how many generations do are we setting up? Four or five Burns family <laughs> generations. And I ain't mad at it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't mad at it at all. Um, here's the... Here's, I, I kind of like that angle of, hey, man, you know, let him know. We know you didn't have your best year last year, but we still value the same way. I wonder if that gets him to bite. You know, you stay at $27 million. I The fact you have the tag to fall back on is huge for your leverage if you're the Panthers. You have the tag, and you have the fact you can look him in the eye, and you both know that last year you didn't bring it to your same level. Not saying you didn't do good things. But you didn't play at the same level. Does do the Panthers now have the leverage and can now get them for twenty seven million? Why am I thinking? Because we all want to be amateur GMs, right? It's why we play fantasy sports. I'm curious to see what underdog the, fantasy. Check it out. Promo code Mac and Bob. Absolutely. What are the texters saying? Seven zero four five seven zero nine six ten. Do you come back and offer the same amount, or do you try to now hit them lower? Um, Shocking enough, there's a lot of Brian Burns backlash happening right now on the text line. <laughs> I hadn't looked. I that, didn't that look also, at it yet. That also makes it difficult, Mac. If he wouldn't budge off of that, you know, if he if he still thinks he's worth the the thirty plus million that he thought initially, that makes it hard for even to discuss tagging trades. Because that, if he's valuing himself that high, other teams probably wouldn't value yeah, him that it high. Yeah, feels, that feels unreasonable after what you just did, although it only takes one to pay you. And uh, Joe points out in the article, Adam Schefter reporting that at least five teams asked about Burns' availability before the trade deadline. Jacksonville, Atlanta, Baltimore, and Joe throws Washington in. He has a source saying Washington looked into Burns as well. His old friend Ron Rivera, I guess, at the time, it's trade deadline. Um, uh, also, Joe also says that over the cap is saying that the linebacker tag, Burns will be tagged at the linebacker price, not the DN price. The DN price is like $21 million. The linebacker tag price is expected to be $22.7 million. Okay. So that would be the number. I have to be honest with you. The more I think about it, if we just have to put them on the tag for two years and work magic, have Tillis work magic cap-wise, I would do that. It's not the end of the world. I, I wouldn't be afraid of it. Now, this texter says, why you want to put them on the tag and piss him off even more? That's what it is. It's a tool for the team, though. And, like... He was mad last I mean, if, year. If he's angry, what, what's the what's the tag what's the tag price you said? What's the number? Twenty two point seven million. If you're going to come in pissed off that you're only getting paid twenty two million dollars a year, I know it's not the what you thought, but but they all want the long <laughs> term. They and want the long term security. We don't live in a world that we can understand that. But to to us, it's like 
Yeah, come in angry that you're only getting $22 million a year. But you got to call his bluff. Like, what's he going to do, sit out? You know, like, you're not going to sit out. You're going to, like, you, yep. to your point, there's $22.7 million sitting there. Yeah, do you want, like, $70 million guaranteed? Or maybe more than that. I don't even know if I'm saying the right number. But you know what I mean? Yeah, you want that big chunk guaranteed. But you ain't going to, like, are you going to say no to that? Also, if you're, if you're at 22 on the tag, that helps the football team out a long term. You're not taking as much of the money up, so that's going to free up other areas. Maybe you get although short term it hurts you though. Short term because when you do a long term deal, you can get that you can backload it and get that cap hit down low. Yeah, that's a full twenty two point seven million dollar hit. So it's not ideal, but I think I would fall back on him, especially if he doesn't take twenty seven after the season he had last year. Yeah, you got to be realistic about the year that you had, man. You admitted your year was down. Also, it's not like Mackey has admitted publicly that he had a great year. He came out and said the reasons why his year was down. So he said that to the media. He told you why he didn't have a great Shouldn't, year. I don't think he should have admitted that. Not like it, Brian Burns. Not I'm in not this a case. Some of y'all are hating on well, him. No, not, it's, it's great to be honest, but when you have this contract stuff going on, you might not want to come out and be like, yeah, you know what? It wasn't as good this year. Sedona Jim says Burns will hold out uh, uh, this year under the tag. Well, I think you got to play a game of chicken, right? I mean, what is what are his options? Yeah, getting, no, I mean, getting nothing. It's calling the guy's bluff on this. Thing. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. It's not ideal. The ideal is to get a long-term deal done. Um, this text, you got you got to play chess and not chickens. <laughs> Pappy from Gastonia. Uh oh. Um, is this one of Mark's guys out there tasting uh, pizza in the cars? Uh, he says give Burns twenty-eight million. Um, uh, let's see here for his honesty. <laughs> He says, and then he has a crying tears, a laughing emoji. Uh, Brian says, I, I, I surely hope everybody at WFNZ, now that they know the terms that Burns turned down, now turn against Brian Burns. I mean, I'm not going to turn against him, but it is nice to know the Panthers offered five years, $27 million, make him the third highest paid. That seems very close to fair to me. It's nice to know where the disconnect now comes from and what the reasons were, because for a long time, we couldn't figure out, was he asking too much? Were the Panthers offering too little? Now we kind of know that the Panthers moved up a little bit from the Max Crosby yeah. average value. that's where they were for a while, They're according right there. to reports. Yeah. When we come back on the Mac and Bone Show, a lot of Justin Fields to Atlanta noise. Should that worry Panther fans? Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ.